Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Game of Microphones is brought to you by CMG Podcasts. Keeping the torch lit through the long night, it's Game of Microphones. With Lord Sterling, Sir Duncan, and Lady Rachel of House Fox. Well met and welcome to Game of Microphones. I'm Lord Sterling, Sir Duncan the Fearsome. And I'm Archmaester Stitches from the Luminescent Citadel on the Siren Isle. And I'm Princess Sarah of House Von Dalton. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. Thanks for you guys Ooh. for being here as well. Ooh, looks like the uh, your picture got all screwed up there on the screen, Johnny. You got to fix it real quick. What'd you guys think of this episode? Loved it. Yeah. It was a marathon. <laughs> right? It was basically part so two much. of last week, you could say. But so much good stuff happened. What'd you think, Sarah? I am going to go with you. It, it just felt like everything else that we needed from last week, they just finished up today. Totally. Tonight. So it was good. What, uh, what stuck Appreciate out to you, Johnny? What was a big moment that, that you liked? Uh, I would say uh, the whole scene between uh, Sansa and Daenerys was probably one of my favorites. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, on my little... My phone is taking notes, and that was probably the one I took the most notes on. I was like, I can't keep up. All right, I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> Madness. Just trying to read everything, read all their body language, and everything about the scene was just intense. I know, right? It was, it was, it was so, they were so close to connecting and like getting over everything, and then Sansa had to just think too far ahead and bring up what's going to happen to the North, you know? I was like, God damn right. it, Sansa. Just, <laughs> just chill, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I counted them, and it looks like uh, if you include the two little montages they had in the episode, there was 26 scenes. Oh, my God, really? Wow. 26? That's so insane. <laughs> yeah, tons of stuff was happening this episode all over the place. Yeah. How about uh, Brienne yeah. of Tarth? I bet she's glad she stayed for that last drink, huh? Oh, man. Well, what's, what's so cool about that is uh, I wrote in my notes, like, when she's all, you know, he, he's like, if you'll have me and she just kind of doesn't answer him right she just you know i want to be under your command if you'll have me and then she just kind of gives him silence but um 
you know, what he does for her at the end, it's just like, oh man, I bet she, she kind of feels bad now giving him the cold totally, shoulder. Totally, <laughs> totally. It was so good though. Finally, after everything that's happened, just getting to see her be knighted, it was amazing. And yeah, it was, a it was the perfect storm of having, you know, Tormund there, bringing it up kind of, she's not a knight, you know, and then having Jamie be there who is a knight and who's able to do it. What did you think, Sarah? I loved it, but it scares me. It scares me when good things happen to our characters. It makes me so nervous. Like ready for the other shoe to drop when that happens. But it definitely gave me the right feels. Everything that just the whole arc of Brienne and her character just felt so appropriate. Just especially right Mm -hmm. now. Definitely. It's crazy that that Sansa, like Theon's like, I'd fight for you if you'd have me. And she's like, yes. And then Jamie's like, I'll fight for you if you'd have me. And Brienne's like, yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm gonna go walk over here. I mean, it's literally the same dialogue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. And remember when Danny said something, you're either you're either a fool or or a traitor, right? When she was talking about Tyrion and how he didn't either, either missed that, yeah. like didn't understand what Cersei was really doing or that he knew and was betraying her. What was that? That was a callback to some other line from this series, right? Oh, she, she said that to... Um, Sansa said that to Littlefinger, talking about Ramsay. Right. Ramsay, you're either a oh, fool yeah. and didn't know that he's a psychopath, or you're a traitor and you sold me off to be raped and, you know, brutalized. It was going to happen, yeah. That's true. Ooh, good one. I, I heard it and yeah. I was like, oh man, it made me yeah. think of something, you know. You knew it. You knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought of it right now. Oh man, so many good things happening. What do you think about that uh, that weapon that Gendry made for for Arya? I mean. uh I guess that was the the, uh, the the probably the big highlight of that scene for everybody was the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I that felt was like a, I had to look away. I didn't want I to know, see Arya like, that oh way. Oh my god, it's the little so girl wrong. from season one. I, I know. Like, yeah, I yeah, that's what I'm this. thinking too. I'm like, oh, she's like 11 <laughs> in the like, books. Oh. Like, uh, it's awkward, awkward. Like, I know that actress is older, but still, she looks super young. And I was like, oh man, like. Uh, I know, Uncomfortable. I, like, I, I, I gotta cover my eyes. I can watch all the gore in the world, but I can't watch this. I know, I did. I literally was like, oh, is it gonna show her boobs? Is it gonna show her boobs? I don't want to see Ari's boobs. I know, right? Was... <laughs> I can't. I, I was wondering too. I was wondering too. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. It would have, you know, been a little too weird. Yeah. For sure. Especially just because she's so young. She's supposed to be at least. Um, she had a pretty convincing, so, you know, case for Gendry, though. He couldn't say no. Maybe not offer. He couldn't refuse, right? What are you gonna say, Johnny? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, well, going back to the weapon, I, I guess I didn't Google like the image and look at it in, in detail like a lot of people were, were talking about online over the past week. And so, I mean, well, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what's, I guess, super special about the weapon versus just a normal, you know. It looks like I the... I um, I didn't look at it. The dragon glass spearhead de- looks like it detaches. So I'm not not sure okay. what the purpose of it could be. Maybe I was thinking that she could like try to launch it like a harpoon, like you'd launch it. But what would, what do they have to propel the launch? You know, it's not like they have gunpowder or anything like that. So I just spit it. <laughs> and I, and I'm assuming I, I didn't know if it was for the dead as much at first. When she first brought the paper, I thought it was about a Cersei thing, because, I mean, especially later in this episode, when he's like when she's like, what are they like? How do they move? It's like, well, I mean, if you're building a spec weapon to, to fight something you've never really even seen right, yeah. versus something else I felt like was planted in her head that she was really trying I mean, to do after. Yeah, she has some yeah. type of mission already that she has in mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Oh, man. 
I feel like I finally got the the reunion that I wanted with uh, Aria and the Hound. I like that little conversation because yeah. last week I was like, okay, I'm like on the fence about it, and this week I was like, that is what that's how they would talk to each other. That makes more sense. Yeah, to me. yeah. And when uh, Barrick walks by, I was like, oh, man, because they don't show him at first. It just shows somebody walking up. I'm like, I hope that's an extra. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Because when he interrupts the conversation, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wanted to see where this was going to go. This was about to just get good. And this guy just came I up. I know. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see this. You know, as soon as Arya started approaching the hound. Uh, so it was so mm-hmm. cool the way she like sat down next to him and it was just just quiet and how it's like you used to never shut the fuck up <laughs> now you're yeah. sitting there silent they're like mirroring <laughs> each other perfectly they're like the same character at this point so funny well now we know what she was what she was thinking of should i just go down there? yeah yeah i'm not wasting <laughs> my last few hours with you old exactly. old shits <laughs> miserable yeah. old shits i'm gonna go to bone town straight to bone town yeah Porky Keith porky. Hickman says, seven days, LOL. Man, this is going to be a long week. It was good to see Ghost again. Yeah. Oh, I know. I did that uh, yes. when, I was, when I was marking I the seats. He had a cameo. <laughs> yeah, just, just sitting out there. But, like, even my wife, we were uh, when she was on the, the couch next to me, she just, like, screamed at us. She's like, Ghost! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes! Finally. I know. When was the last time we saw him? When John was revived at Castle Black? I saw, a, like, a, a missing poster for him. <laughs> Somebody sent that to me earlier. It's like, lost. What direwolf? Last scene so- at the wall, you know, <laughs> season six or something. <laughs> and someone was so, saying that uh, I didn't watch it. But somebody uh, said that he was on, a, well, I guess, one of the, the talk shows and somebody asked him about it and he wouldn't even directly answer. Them. Oh, interesting. So that really, yeah, like, I guess he was just scared to give away any kind of plot points that might involve him. But he didn't, like, confirm or deny, like, his whereabouts. I don't know if it was Fallon or Kimmel or one of those. But uh, I didn't watch it. But I saw some people talking about that online, like, just speculating even more that the actor isn't giving us anything about ghosts. And that was scene 17. <laughs> I got ghost triple exclamation mark. Looks like we so, lost Sarah. That was she froze. Yeah. The her back up here. That's crazy right. though. Uh, Sir yeah, Nick man. of House Wiccan says he was not ready for that Arya side boob. <laughs> no, nobody was. That was a. Uh, uh. Well, what about the giant's milk? Oh my boobs? god, that was hilarious! <laughs> what a story, right? <laughs> No, dude, that was great. And he's like, I'm going to impress her with this story. Like, I'm going to impress any wilding woman. And she's just like. I was really surprised that they took it so far to the point where he's drinking out of that massive horn. Massive horn, like huge thing. And it's just spilling all over his face. I was like, like, dude, you know, you didn't have to quite take it that far. But it really, you know, brought the point home that this guy's out of control. Like Sarah was saying earlier, too, it makes you feel bad. Because if you're making they're, uh, you know, giving us this much of of torment like we've been wanting it's like, i know oh, no, oh no, my no. god it was so crazy to see him like actually have kind of like a bit of dialogue with brienne you know normally he'll say something and we just get that ugh, like that look from brienne you know yeah, but exactly. uh, she actually responded to him here and she said glad you're here right so that was that was pretty yeah. interesting <laughs> and he was the first out of his chair to like just cheer her on and he was all like just emotional about her being knighted you know yeah like, yes! he, was, he, he, he was like fuck the slow clap i'm giving this like full like you know full yeah. on big clap all right let's go <laughs> let's go celebrate my quarters <laughs> yeah right oh man let's see what else do we got 
Oh man, there's just so much. I got um. So, again, my favorite scene was probably um, Sansa and Bri and um, yeah, Danny. Sansa. Yeah, who manipulated whom, yes. right? Exactly, man. It's very and interesting. I, uh, I took some notes down on that. Uh, one of the ones that uh, my wife pointed out, which I was already kind of looking at. I just love Sansa's dress. Oh, man. she looks like a straight it's... dominatrix, man. Chain around the neck, <laughs> all the layers but of leather. Just, I mean, she just looks like she could lead like an army of darkness herself totally, man. Totally. It's just it looks so badass and then uh, um someone taller i like that color. oh that was funny uh, who's she talking about drogo or i don't or jorah i i mean obviously he's huge but i i, I mean dario's oh, Dario, taller than john and she trusts him or trusted him a lot um because i feel like at that moment they're talking about people like she's kind of been with and that she loves I mean, she loves Jorah, but she hasn't been with Jorah. So I don't know if it's supposed to be Dario or if it's supposed to be right. Drogo. L- Lord um, Jeff of House Allen says, what happened to Ghost? He got tiny. From- <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, from that shot. <laughs> they had him on a <laughs> box. <laughs> he did look pretty small in that shot. It was kind of funny. Oh, man. Oh, that was great. Lord Jarek- Derek of House Pacheco says, Tormund was great. That was the best one-sided <laughs> pissing contest we've ever seen. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew, uh, Andrew Blake on uh, YouTube says, who isn't taller than John? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. John is a, a short arse, you could say. <laughs> you could say. How tall is he? Like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, in real life, something like that? I don't know. He's got a big head. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching the SNL skit like that he was doing, because you know he's a broad-ripped dude. We've seen right. it. But when he had that suit on, I was like, he almost looks like a bobblehead. I was like, this is so weird. I'm not used to him not seeing him with all the fur, like, all That's over funny. him. I don't know why. It just made me think of hockey goalies. You know, if you see a hockey goalie without their leg pads, they look like a chicken with, like, a giant yeah. upper body and these tiny little shrimp legs sticking out. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. Definitely. Oh, man. Oh, oh Andrew Blake says 5'8". Oh, 5'8". Thank you for checking. Yeah. So right. I like that scene, too, with um, with – with uh, Tyrion talking about Cersei with Jamie and how she uses the truth to tell lies. That was pretty cool. All right, so let's let's talk All about right, this. All right, let's do it. Is this is is this woman pregnant or not? Good question. What are we doing? Go all the way across the sea to get the Golden Company and bring them back. And this lady's like barely showing when he puts his hand down on her saying I'll put a baby in right. there on the last episode. I, I it's just I don't know. I mean, obviously, if he does it now, Jamie's going to be like, look, see, I told you she was pregnant. But it's like, nah, man, that's not how nine months works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just the bending of time. Like at the beginning of this episode, we don't really know what day. And I know that uh, the creators have said nothing's completely linear here. But she's like, hey, do this weapon for me, Arya to Gendry. And then like that night, it feels like here it is. It's done. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, is it that quick oh. or, I mean, the timelines in this Yeah, stuff, yeah, you man. can never tell. I did think it was really funny, though, how she was like, you working on my weapon? You know, and yeah. he's like, yeah, after a couple thousand of these things. Um, and and then he, like, he wasn't taking it seriously, didn't think that she was, like, worthy of, of the time, basically, or something like that. Until finally she yeah. throws those three freaking bullseyes with those little, uh, those dragon glass knives in a row. That was pretty impressive. Uh, Heather uh, Jamerson says, I think that's why she slept with uh, Euron, I guess referring to Euron, because to keep the lie up. And then Keith Hickman says on YouTube, uh, I don't think she is, but maybe she plans to offer the baby to the Night King. Hmm. 
Damn. There you go. That would be crazy. Don't slay me. Yeah, because what is it? <laughs> Craster would always, you know, give the give babies to the Night King, right? If the yeah, time, time, time cool. timeline was a little bit further along, Cersei could have had her baby and offered him as a gift to uh, try to get on his good side. <laughs> uh, Derek uh, Pachinko says Tormund was great. That was the best one-sided pissing contest I've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. seen. <laughs> Lord Bryson of House Wolf says, yeah, definitely not ready for the Arya sex scene. Really weird. It yeah. was really weird. I felt uh, awkward watching it. <laughs> this is going to be the last time we talk about the Arya sex scene for the life. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what it's like before I die. But, I mean, that reminded me of that scene out of Independence Day when that dude's all, like, coaxing that girl, like, hey, you want to die a virgin? Oh, my G. God. You know, like, aliens about the land. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was the other That's way around. That's a great movie, too. Because he's just like... And it's like she was measuring him up. Like, well, if he's been with a ton of people, I might catch something. But if he hasn't been with enough, this might not even might be Might not even be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the yeah. safe number? You know, like, at what point would yeah, she have exactly. changed her mind, you know, at the top or the bottom? I don't know. <laughs> Analyzing this too deeply. Um how crazy was that finally getting to see uh, Jamie in the court, in the Great Hall at Winterfell, facing down Daenerys Targaryen 20 or so years after having killed her father? Dude, that was epic. So that, epic, right? That, the, opening, the opening scene was just so great. And it, what sucked is, I guess, probably because there's like 17 million motherfuckers watching this. Sorry. 17 million people watching this. <laughs> that, like, everything, I, I'm using a direct TV now. Like, I don't have cable cable anymore. And I missed, like, it locked up for, like, maybe 10 seconds. And we came back and Brands like, yes, you know, I will vouch for him. I'm like, oh, uh, she wasn't even standing there when it, like, stopped. So I missed, like, a little bit oh, of that brutal. part. So I'm going to go back and rewatch that later tonight or tomorrow. But, um, no, man, that was that was intense. Yeah. What is the king in the north? Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting you know. that um, that. Bran stayed silent too. You know, it seems like he's never told anybody about what happened with him and and Jamie, right? Because right? Catelyn sort of deduced it when they were together. I found yeah. the hair. You were exactly. with Cersei. You pushed him, didn't you? And he's like, Yeah, you got me. You know, I did it, right? But but Bran, nobody else seems to know. Like Jamie asked him, Why didn't you you, you tell everybody what I did? And he's like, Because you know, because you wouldn't be able to help us if I let them slaughter you, basically, right? How do you know there will be an afterwards? I love yeah. that. Oh, he, man. Yeah, that was epic, dude. Right, if like, anybody would know, it would be Bran, and even he doesn't know, right? <laughs> you know, that's like one more of those little marks. Night King. That's the Night King. You know, like, not, I mean, I know, like, he's denying it left and right with, like, every journalist and every talk show host on the, uh, talk show host on the planet, but that, how do you know there's going to be an after? Oh, well, wow, dude, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half empty much <laughs> but um that was a good scene both i mean transitioning into all of that i just i don't have a good feeling about jamie uh, man i feel like for those little marks oh. is that, that is nice that thing? zach uh no i think sarah's back journalist and every talk show oh somebody's somebody's got us playing on there uh, i think she got it muted you got it muted sarah Are you back with us oh i think i'm all back. right Okay. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, we can really? hear you finally. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I wasn't even ready. It just, I guess it fixed it. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We were just, uh, we were talking about uh, Jamie, and I was telling him I, I don't have a good feeling. I feel like it's, uh, 
the, I mean, when I'm going through these scenes, like I just said, there was like 26 or whatever of them. Almost all of them start with Jamie and Darna, uh, Daenerys, Jamie and Brienne, Jamie and Tyrion, Jamie and Brienne again. You know, like it's a ton of Jamie in this episode. And I realize it's because he wasn't really prominent in the last one. Right. But it it feels like they're really giving us that like that old Herschel goodbye. Oh, man. They're tying up some loose ends you know? kind of thing. Like he's making his immense. He's. He's giving out words of encouragement and things like that and trying to seek forgiveness for his wrongs. It's like, no, don't kill Jamie. <laughs> but I think it's inevitable at this point. He's going to be one that goes. What else stuck out to you, uh, Princess Sarah? Um, I really liked um, Sansa and Theon. I don't know if you guys if you guys talked about that, but I like them. Their, their hug that they shared when Theon came back. There was a lot of emotion in that one. Yeah, and, I was surprised. Uh, she seemed like really super stoked to see Theon. And then later on, when they were sitting, like hanging out together, she was like almost eyeing him. Like she was like really smiling at yeah. him. You know? What do you think? You think that I know, there's something I like... romantic going on there? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I think Just it's more definitely like, more just glad to see you. Like, brother and sister thing. Yeah brother and sister he saved her ass i think it's sure. that yeah i mean she he yeah he rescued her from the most horrible situation she's ever been through so i i think that that has a lot to do with it um uh andrew blake asked if i guess i don't know if he's talking to me or if, if i think that jamie will die next week no i i think he'll make it through the battle i think he's gonna have to be part of the cersei showdown Ooh. yeah it makes sense to me anyway barrack yeah, he's probably gone. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, new face. Beric. There we go. Is he, did he pop up here? Yep. Looks... Zach, can you hear us? Hey, yeah, I got you five oh, by right. five. All right, five by five. Great, All right. killer. All right, I'm going to get you popped up here visually. And, uh, and uh... Hey, what, what stuck out to you this episode, Zach? Thanks for joining us, by the way. We got Lord Zach, House oh, Bruce, with us. Thank you so much. Uh, it's really kind of an honor. I'm geeking out over here. Uh, <laughs> I am <so>. too. <laughs> thanks so much for oh, having me on. Um, uh, the the scene the with Brienne and with getting Brienne knighted. Getting uh, knighted. That, uh, that, oh, we, man, oh, that, we, just man that just got me right, got me right, right in the feels. Right in the um, um, it was another one, was but, another I, one I mean, but I mean, the whole episode, the whole episode all the stuff episode, with Arya, that was... With Aria, that was I liked it, but I liked it. But I'm an Aria, I'm like Aria, hardcore Aria fanboy. Fan but <laughs> yeah, I can see what I, can see what, I, was, I was listening I was, to you guys for most most of the live show, and I can see how it could. It's a little bit awkward and stuff. And some of the people I was watching it with was like, she was like 12 years old. I'm like, no, she's not 12 years old. The story's progressed a long way, and everything's aged up from the books. So we're okay. Yeah, everything. Everybody's aged up. It it should be cool. We should be good. Pretty hilarious. What else yeah, stuck out to you, man? Yeah, or, they, sorry, go ahead, Johnny. Uh, I just wish they would have uh, went more PG-13 on, PG on that one. Like, they kiss, and then you assume what happens, happens cut back to the bed sheets. Like, right, we got right. it. Like, we got it. <laughs> we had some other big moments, like um, Jorah going to Danny and vouching for Tyrion. That was pretty crazy. I really liked, liked that scene. Um, it, it was interesting hearing him describe the way that his feelings changed for Tyrion. Like he just wouldn't shut up the whole ride from Volantis to Marine, but then he's realized that he's such a smart guy and that he's invaluable and that Danny made the right choice by making him, uh, her, her hand really powerful for Jorah to admit that. And karma came back around in the same episode with the, uh, with Samwell delivering 
Hartsbane right to him. Um, yep. Yep. How crazy is that? He wouldn't accept Longclaw mm. back from mm. John last season, and then now all of a sudden he's got a, his own new Valyrian steel. He's just gonna go. He's, he's gonna, gonna go back go, there go and, back be like, there uh, and be like, uh, hey, hey, can we trade? Can we trade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can have Sam's <laughs> ancestral blade. Can I have mine back? Yeah, I guess that well, Longclaw is a bastard blade, so like a blade and a half. That thing, I don't know if it's considered a great sword, but that thing is massive. Yeah, definitely pretty big. It, the the, uh, the hilt looked really nice too, like jewels encrusted all over it, and all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. What a blade! Yeah. Yeah. What else uh, stuck out to you, Lord Zach? Oh so man, much that, happened in man, this I love. I love. It's just like trying. Try, I didn't take any notes. Friends. I was watching oh, with yeah, friends, yeah. so oh, it was uh, just kind of taking it as it taking it as it as it came to us. Um, you know, it waited to the end of the episode before John and Danny had their little meeting. Man, I was like, they're not going to do it. They're going to wait till after Battle of Winterfell before they get into the whole get into the whole nephew nephew and family family claim to the throne, all that stuff. But when they when they they cut to the crypts and I saw Danny walking, I was like, oh shit, it's about to happen. God, dude, that was so crazy. I yeah, I was blown away by that and then her reaction too like it was just so well done the way that he went through the story and you you could tell at a certain point that he, he was talking about himself you know once once he mentioned ned and that liana had given the child to her, her brother right and i'm just my mind was just blowing the whole time like oh my god dude, this is so crazy and then, and then and speaking of blowing speaking of blowing then you get freaking horn ex machina right when he's like i don't care about the seven kingdoms you can have it i just love you no no none of that and then plus yeah i mean the whole thing of maybe sam's right maybe this Maybe this this woman doesn't care. This about woman doesn't care about that. anything but that. She'd kill me for this throne. throne. She'll burn me with the dragon. Like we don't know where his head is because right when he's about to reply, we get the, oh, the horn blast. Yeah, for a split second, she was like, "You're the last male area, male heir of House Targaryen." I was like, "Oh, is she gonna just shake him?" That would be. I happen to have some dagger. That would have been so hilarious. Statue fell on him. I don't know how. Oh my god! Stabs him right in the heart again. They have to fight. They have to fight. Oh shit! They have to fight the Night King without John. <laughs> that was crazy the second he said his real name she kind of like whoa, like turned away i don't know if you guys noticed that she freaked out for just a split second yeah that was to- yeah that was to- when he the way he kind of told that story is like no he didn't rape her he loved her he loved her, he loved her. oh oh they married. They, they married. married you know, they married in secret. Had a boy. Had a boy. Gave it to. Gave it to. You know. Gave it to. Liana gave it to his her brother. To her brother Ned. And then Danny's like, what? 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 Lady Rachel says what? 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 Apparently, you were echoing a little bit, Zach. I think I fixed it. Let us know in the chat. My fault. Sorry about that, guys. My, my wife texted me and said that just now, like, I guess when I got loud, she said that mine had an echo, too. And then she said, I think everybody but Duncan. Yeah, it uh, it, it yeah. added another audio track some for some reason when I brought uh, Scott, um, oh, okay. Zach in. It was doubling everybody. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, Mothin Moon on YouTube said the same thing as well. And then Rick Gonzalez just said the echo is real. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real. It is the, with the whole live stream thing, figuring out this out. So I appreciate your patience uh, putting up with the, the little fuck-ups we have here. We're going to figure it out. Epi- uh, the, the season finale is going to be epic. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sir Andrew of House Blake Next says, John, pick. I'm actually a Targaryen. Danny, Pikachu, shocked face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see that tomorrow all over Facebook and everything. For sure. <laughs> There's going to be some serious memes. Oh, man. Definitely. Giant milk. Oh, my God. Giant's milk. Stole that from somebody. Uh, in the he crawled right in bed with the, the giant's wife. It's just like hey, some of the stories he tells in the book. Yeah. Oh man. As soon as he he started telling, you want to know why they call me Giant Spain? You know, I I I was like, yeah, Stor- Tormund story time. I started like freaking out. Yeah. So many good Tormund stories. In the I really like that whole uh, that whole share circle that they did. All these like riffraff characters coming together and just like shooting the shit a little. I like that. Yeah, a that lot. was really cool. People, you don't. You don't know how to get those guys in a room, and they made it happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. They're just funny. It was. We, it's yeah. So funny. When um, who was sitting there first? Just Jamie and Tyrion, right? Before everybody all came in, uh-huh. I was like, "How?" And, and Brandon Pod come in looking for a warm place to chill because it's winter. But I was sitting there like, "Dude, how how could they possibly be the only two people that that were there thinking it would be cool to sit by the fire?" Chill I'm surprised in. that hearth wasn't yeah. like full of people, you know, or that that hall. It, I mean, it anytime I saw Tormund at all, and oh sorry. my bad, go ahead. Anytime I saw Tormund in this episode, I got excited. He just killed the whole episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was so that, there were so funny. many hilarious, funny moments, not just with him, but with other characters. Yeah, yeah. when John sees Ed ride into Winterfell, and then um, he goes to like walk towards him, and Tormund just like intercepts him with this big oh bear, my god, attack yeah, like, that was like I felt like that was foreshadowing something. I don't happening. You know I what I mean? Like I, I don't know. It made me really uncomfortable, shocking yeah, us with like being with just being tackled out of nowhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. They really, they really Dragon like. Uh, Rick Gonzalez says no Cersei. <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy! Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. I didn't even yeah, think about that's that. <laughs> one sixth of all the episodes of season six that she's Good not one, in. <laughs> that's crazy. There's the trivia that Amazon puts up when you watch it through uh, your HBO add-on subscription to Amazon puts all kind of little trivia and facts in there. And like, they'll tell you, this is the first episode in, you know, 42 episodes that Tyrion hasn't appeared and whatnot. So I, I'm just trying to think back to how long there's been an episode without Cersei. Good question, man. It's been a yeah. while for sure. That is a good question. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. I'm sure the internet's already all over it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I, w- I was going to bring up real quick, I really like the, uh, the, the scene with uh, Davos, Gilly, and the little girl with the scars on her face, like a callback to like... Oh, yeah, to uh, Shireen. Shireen. Yeah, that was yeah, so that, cool. That was really cool. They're going to need you that, to protect them down there. The and uh, uh, Amy, my wife, said that uh, the actress that plays Gilly is pregnant, but it looks like the they weren't going through great lengths to hide it, <laughs> so I don't know if we're insinuating She's just been eating really Sam's well gonna... since she arrived at Winterfell. Well, I mean, of course, my conspiracy <laughs> theory brain just went with, oh, if something has to happens to Sam, you know, we got little Sam back home, and then we have new Sam. Like, <laughs> so I was like, that'd be really so cool. many Sams. But that was a good scene. Um, 
that little girl just showing like the, the pride of the yeah. north, like how they and think. The, oh, all the all the little girls in the north are so tough, man. Like Gendry thought Arya was yeah. a joke Ooh. until uh, she did her thing and proved she was real. This girl wants to fight. You know, Lyanna's like I'm Mormont. She's like I'm not gonna sit and knit while the men fight. You know, when the, when the battle comes to the north, so all these girls like are just ready to ready to fight. It's badass. And I like that nobody argues with her. They all just are like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Gilly was okay. really don't slick about that. Trust me, guys. Don't <laughs> with um, <laughs> with that little girl getting the soup. Where, which direction should I go? Gilly was so smooth with it. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. you want to fight, huh? She's like, yeah. Then it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> they're going to need yeah, you down in the, in the in the crypts. <laughs> uh, they should have had a. Gilly talked to little uh, Leanna Mormont help out yeah. there. <laughs> Sarah, you predicted it too. The um, the tiles at the beginning of the episode in the intro sequence, they were already all down to Last Hearth and it was all frozen over. And yep. then they started making their way down mm-hmm. to Winterfell. We called that. We, yep. we had to, had a feeling that it was going to change and evolve every week, showing us the White Walker's path. So given that, we're, that's what it seems to be doing thus far. Where else does it show in the map? It starts with Last Hearth, goes to Winterfell, then it heads further south and we end up at King's Landing. Are we gonna is winter gonna arrive in all of these places one by one? Is this hinting that Winterfell is gonna fall and that we're gonna see those blue tiles get all the way down to King's Landing? Oh, that would I be honestly kind of, think so. Like, see them like retreating to like as far as the twins or something <clears throat> like that. You know, like watch the yeah. map go. Because we, cool. we had that that um vision that Danny had in the House of the Undying so long ago where we saw the the roof of the throne room destroyed and whether it was ash or snow falling in the in the throne room winter may hit king's land like winter the dead winter what do you think lord zach it's very possible i mean i think if we're if we're really thinking that there's going to be a positive outcome from the battle of winterfell i presume it's going to be next week i didn't watch the the uh, next week on game of thrones yeah i never watch it either i watch trailers but <laughs> Really, I watch you do? trailers, but I don't. I don't watch. I don't want to watch next week on this show or that show. Right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watch it on The Walking Dead and some of the other shows, but the stuff that I'm like really invested in, I don't. So they, sometimes they just show too much. I was like, I don't I, want to. I, don't I, wa- know about. I watched it. I watched it, and they're all in. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> <laughs> that was kind of cool. Everybody in my group, after their little <laughs> conversation about not going home to North or North, North. One or both of them. That was too nice of a conversation. Uh, use the have, walking, use the Walking Dead. Uh, you have a nice little conversation about some dream of home or something. Yep. Yeah. No good. And, uh, and that, yeah, definitely. And so, like, Grave Worm will eat it, but everybody else, like, when the Red Keep falls in from snow and dragon fire, everybody just retires out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a good idea that he had. Imagine if Grey Worm is the last one standing. He's like, "Fuck! I hate the North. I don't even want to be here." <laughs> I don't like this place. Uh, something significant of after Jamie gets acquitted, if you will, at his trial at the beginning, uh, Grey Worm comes up and gives him gives him his sword back. Uh, oh yeah, well. slams it into his Brian chest. Brienne has Oathkeeper. So what do we have now at Winterfell protecting Winterfell? Widow's Well. And Oathkeeper, the two swords ice. that were made from ice. Ice, ice is fully back oh, in Winterfell. Nice, good nice. catch, Zach. I like that. That's badass. Yeah, That's ice cool. is fully there's back. A, That's so good, man. What are you gonna say, Johnny? There, there's a lot of Valyrian steel in Winterfell right now. Mm. Like, I mean, the dagger, Catspaw dagger, uh, 
heart's being ice and it's basic and it's full that yeah that's that's really cool how like they they brought all that together like you know we we follow dire wolves and you know they they kind of got capped off one by one but it's kind of nice at least to see the swords yeah. you know come Follow to the and you know that the shit is yeah. about to hit the fan if all of the valyrian steel swords are getting to the same place at the same time you know shit is about to kick off big time i would just, i would imagine at least right <laughs> yep absolutely for sure uh, pete clark says on youtube on youtube it's like ragnarok twilight Ooh, of the gods <laughs> very interesting yeah there are actually there's lots of parallels between the ragnarok mythology and um and the various characters in the song of ice and fire um who is it i don't think it was i think it was brandon brendan b fish wrote an essay about it maybe that um is full of really interesting details analyzing various characters and who represents who like king robert with his war hammer is is a parallel to thor you know with his with his big hammer um Loki, I think they said was parallel to Blood Raven. Who's it? Fenrir has his legs bound. Um, Fenrir, the the young wolf, <clears throat> mirroring the way that that Bran has his his legs crippled, and it's the god Tyr that binds his legs, and Tyr ends up losing a hand, just like Jamie. So, like, there's so many huh. parallels with Ragnarok. It's like <laughs> absurd, bonkers, the number of parallels. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now that you look at, I've never really looked at it that way. So, check that yeah, out. Yeah, I'll link it. Um, I've definitely we've covered bits and pieces of it before on um, in our uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> history. Heather Jameson says the dog formerly known as Ghost. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Poor Ghost, his tiny little little self. Get small and big. He'll get big again. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, I didn't, to me, he didn't look that small. He was in the background, so the whole perspective thing in the camera work, and I know they have to work with angles and camera tricks to make the dog, to make the wolves, the dogs, you know, look a lot larger than they are. But he was in the background, you know, on the battlements. So I don't. I mean, yeah, it was hard to tell the it looked size. Looked fine to me. I'm just glad yeah, we saw it. Yeah, I know. I bet Travis was happy when he saw a Ghost pop up. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. Well, maybe until you saw him and realize it's just ghost. <laughs> Lord Derek House Pacheco says, I wish Mira Reed would have shown up before the dead. She may very well have dark sister in her possession. More Valyrian steel needed. And the other thing yeah, that she could have sure. in her possession would be her father, potentially, who may be the key to making Danny believe the truth about John, because like, what did what did she say? Oh, the most important secret in the world that's been kept so secret, and it just so happens that your best friend and your brother are the only two people <laughs> in the world that know about this. Sounds a little bit suspicious to me, a little fishy. Sounds kind of like you're trying to usurp my claim. You know, I'm just saying, right? So, if if Howland <laughs> Reed were to show up, and and vouch for the truth of the incident or uh, it's too late for him to show up. Winterfell's going to fall. They're going to have to be pushed. Yeah. 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 They're going to be pushed further South and they're going to try to like, they're going to have to pass through the Kranigman territory and they're going to link up with the Reeds. I think who are going to join the fight at that point when it arrives at their doorstep. And then maybe we'll get Howland Reed who can uh, tell the truth to Danny and affirm what, um, what, what John has told her. What do you think, Zach? You think we're going to get Howland Reed? I mean, they have to. I think now because what she brought up about you know John's questioning John's sourcing for his you know this story about you know his parentage. Mm -hmm. 
So if an independent, I mean, he was Ned's, I mean, I guess he's not a bannerman of Ned since he's from the neck, not from the north, but he fought alongside Ned, you know, in Robert's Rebellion. I think it so would... it's definitely a more independent source than. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it might be hard, though, for, I mean, from the TV show standpoint, even though we saw this character in a flashback with young Ned, bringing in somebody completely in that, I mean, if he doesn't, I guess, jive right. Just even in the writing, it might make it the opposite. Like, ah, uh, who's this guy? You know, like, make 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 it yeah. more turmoil. Especially since he's still a friend in the family of the Stark line. I mean, it's just now your yeah. brother, your best friend, y'all's ancestral allies. Come on, man. I, I don't think, think Danny wants to know the truth either. I think she doesn't want to yes, know. Exactly. That's what I was about she to does, bring she up. She won't accept it. I was gonna say, let's say that Danny just, you know, brings the proof, and it it is what it is. It, you know, he he is who he says he is. What do you guys think about John's reaction? Like, I mean, we didn't get it tonight. So what do you think he's actually going to, when they had that conversation, how do you think he's going to respond? You think it's going to be depending on what she does with the war of the dead. And if that's the case, what do you guys think that that might be versus like what we could have got if a damn horn wouldn't have blasted (laughs) and like the next 10 seconds. What do you think Zach? Like, well, to quote Bran, how do you know there's going to be an afterword? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the next week is next week is going to change everything, and yeah. I'm not ready. And it's, I think the body count is going to be I, I'm going to be podcasting like this so anyone. nobody can see my swollen eyes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'd say in my heart, I, I really felt like he was just going to get like, you know, I don't want the fucking throne, like something yeah, like, like that. It doesn't like matter. What, what was what was on the edge of his lips, and I feel like now something in the battle might, like, if he was able to say that to her, that would have been the reassurance she needed. But now there's going to be a lingering if she doubt. Sees that oppor- yeah, and if anything confirms that in the battle, and then something's left open where she can just kind of, you know, freaking pull a Shane on Rick out oh. in the woods. Uh, you know, like just <laughs> just take them out, you know. If if they know, and everybody, well, you know, it was a dead that got him. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they. Have I don't a... think John wanted it, but I think that he, I think he's taking taking it all in now. I think he's paying a lot more attention to her and the decision she's making, like with James. I think he's just paying a lot more attention to how she's approaching everything because he he didn't say too much this episode, but he was always kind of there and listening, paying attention. I think that he could he could want it now. I think he could have his mind changed even before this battle. I think he could be on the other side. I always thought he'd be like, nope, no, 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 take it. But now I'm like, I don't Very know. Very interesting. That would be crazy to see or, him change his mind. Or the writers are just subverting us that way. Because, I mean, going into like the first episode, especially when they're out there talking in the snow and all the old dudes are looking down at them, you know, and Tyrion's getting offended. But we're seeing that scene last episode of, oh, wow, look, they'll nicely just rule together and maybe to create, you know, the drama and the tension between them just for us to hopefully, I hope, we end up back at that point where they rule as one. I think that'd be epic, oh, you yeah. know? Like, them just like, why are we fighting each other? Let's just marry and do this damn right, thing Right, yeah, there's no point. We don't have you to know? decide. We can both be rulers, king and queen. Like, that's what they are. They should just be that. We're not... We're not that fat of people. We can both. It's only big enough for the both of us. <laughs> they gotta go through the whole adventure first, and then they'll get. Yeah, I mean, back if to I was John, I'd yeah. tell her yeah, she could sit on my lap. You know, 
Obviously, <laughs> it could fit that way. I mean, the, the throne is known for being prickly. It wouldn't be good to have sitting side by side. It would be too dangerous. You, you need to sit on my lap. Oh, prick, That's... prick, 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 prickly. prickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. That's great. What did you think of that line um, that Tyrion said at the beginning when he's talking about, uh, he's talking to, I think, Jamie, and they're at the top of the castle or whatever, and he says something along the lines of, um, like, maybe I, I'll turn into one of the dead and I'll oh, God. go and see a There were tons of moments like that through this episode where somebody would say yeah. something and I'd be like, oh, God, I don't like the, <laughs> what this foreshadows potentially. Yeah. It was like every other line. I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So many things. Yeah, the potential foreshadowing in some of these bits were not good. Good, crazy. Very, very foreboding. Keith Keith Hickman on uh, YouTube says everyone gets interrupted when talking to Danny. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) Touche. That's true. Bran even interrupted Sansa last week. Yeah. We don't have time for this. They have your dragon. He's one of them now. (laughs) Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. How. How it doesn't make sense to me that it's everybody's so low key about the dragon. Right, nobody's freaking out it in the battle. They mention it in the battle plan that oh the drag Jorah or somebody says the dragon should give us an advantage in the field, but nobody is talking about the Night King has his own dragon. I know. I mean, yeah. Oh my uh, God, that changes everything. They have a more the numbers. Dragon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I was the Night King, I would have snuck attack, like sneak attacked Winterfell in the middle of the night way before my army even arrived just i would have been up in the stratosphere and just swooped straight downwards so they don't see me coming in the darkness with with viserion and just roasted as much of winterfell as possible before yeah. uh before the army shows up to finish the job but then again he realizes he'd be riding into potentially two two dragons to defending the base right <laughs> yeah and he wasn't i mean when all those lieutenants showed up at the end you didn't hear the wings flapping or anything right like where that. was he yeah. That's that means him at all. he could be maybe he's not even there. He could be going down to to King's Landing for all we know. Yeah, he could already making be... a deal with his new Night Queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meeting with Cersei. Are there any blue tiles trickling off anywhere at the beginning? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> that's I a good I question. I missed on the map the big shadowed wings over the Red Keep. Even in this, <laughs> oh, I'm man. gonna go back and look. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool if they added big shadowed wings. That'd be awesome. Actually, that'd be really needed. Jesse on YouTube says, I still want to figure out what Tyrion is doing. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we kind of still think, we haven't really resolved that the from the season finale yet his where his mind is on I, all that. I think this kind of resolved it. He's talking with Jamie and he's like, it, was it even true? Does, is she even pregnant? You know what I mean? And I don't know. Maybe I think feel like the fact that she lied to him is I'm just like. I'm talking about when they're in the cabin getting it on on the boat. Oh, oh, that, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're right. He he says that he's done with whoremongering. Is that is yeah. that because he's in love with Danny? Exactly. Like I got my eyes on Danny or something. Yeah, he's, he's got his eyes on someone. He he. And then he just chalks it up to self betterment. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught that too. You know, the the woes of self betterment. I was like, sure, you got a reason. Don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me, Tyrion. Little bastard. Yeah, and he's like, oh, one of you guys are probably going to be wearing this pin soon. Yeah. Like, he's not even. Yeah, I thought she was going to fire him at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, he, was, she, uh, was me, she was gonna... giving him, like, mean looks earlier. She was just darts in her eyes when uh, they were doing that whole, the very beginning, the beginning scene. Right, the whole right. Thing with Jamie. She was looking at 
Tyrion, like, yeah, like, you mother. Oh my God, yeah, that was bad. I think I'm glad though that everybody stood up for Tyrion. That I think what Jorah told mm-hmm. her ended up meaning a lot to her, and she, she, by yep. the end of the episode, she's like, "We're gonna need you." You gotta stay safe in the crypts, dude. Like you can't go out there and fight. It's like, thank you. We need your brain. We need your mind. Yeah. <laughs> when this so is over. On a, on a Facebook, uh, someone asked you, Duncan, of your prediction of Heartsbane going to the Hound went wrong. Oh there. yeah. What do you think now, dude? <laughs> I, it makes perfect sense in retrospect. Sam had this you connection with uh, true. Yeah. If Jorah dies, Jorah dies. The Hound loves to yeah, steal people's gotta... boots and everything. He's gonna pick up a Valyrian steel sword real quick. You know? <laughs> but um, it, ma- it makes perfect sense in retrospect because Sam and Jorah have this special connection, you know, where where Sam, like you said, he learned how to be an honorable man from Jorah's father. And then when they connected at the Citadel and Sam cured Jorah, they sort of developed this bond. Um, so it, it, it just makes sense that Jorah would come to Sam's mind as a capable fighter who would be worthy of wielding um, his family's sword. Yeah, it makes sense. What about what about you, Zach? What do you think? Uh, I I don't know the. There's a scene from the trailer that uh, came out. Oh, I guess a month ago now, where hey, hold it, on, hold on. Is this is well, this about the future? Does this happen in next no, episode? Well, I will. <laughs> yes, yes and no, but I'm going to connect it to this episode. We don't want to know anything uh, that happens in the future episodes. Jorah has heartsbane. So oh, okay, in the trailer. Was, I mean, okay. it happened really, yeah, in the trailer. It happened really fast, but of course the internet was screenshotting it and zooming okay. in and rebuffering it and comparing it to the when Sam pulled it off the, the mantle or the wall nice. at um, Horn Hill. And Beautiful like, oh, looking yeah, sword. It's definitely, it's definitely the same sword. And, you know, so we got that confirmation tonight. So nice. that was a pretty interesting it's, you know, I don't know, sometimes when that stuff happens in the episodes, I'm like, oh, I already knew that was going to happen. So, dang it, maybe I shouldn't watch these stinking trailers after all. <laughs> yeah, right. I, 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 I never watch any trailers. Or at least stay away from the trailer breakdown videos. And oh, God, like yeah, for sure. They're Definitely everywhere. don't watch those. <laughs> yeah, I got it. When, after that scene where Sam gave him, gave Jorah Oath, uh, not Oathkeeper, Heartsbane, I was like, I love the scene, and you know, it was, you know, it got me. But I was like, I just got a weird, bad feeling about Jorah. Oh man! So Hopefully, it, nothing yeah, bad happens. It's near future. Yeah, I think Jorah is definitely going to go out this season. But I think it's, I, it's more of the mystery of like, you know, just how epic is it going to be? That's what I'm worried about. Like, I'm setting myself up too high for him to be like freaking cannon fodder or something like that. That would really suck. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. No, they, Or an off-screen uh, death. <laughs> no way. We're not definitely not an oh, off-screen Oh, God. Death. We'll never be if forgiven they, if they did that. Yeah, if they do some crap with, like, the major characters and you just catch their the news of their death in passing conversation after the fact, it's like, <laughs> what? What? No way. No. That's to be like the Lord of the Rings and just bring out, like, the expanded episodes after the season's release. Here's all the crap we didn't put right, in. Right, right, right. I would be down. The crunch. I would yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> 12-hour season after the Blu-rays come out. That'd be sick. Take my money. Yeah. Lord Bryson of House Wolf says, So, Danny has acknowledged her father was a bad king who did horrible things. Why did she throw so much shade at Jamie for doing the right thing and saving thousands of innocent people by ending the Mad King's reign? I mean, uh, it was still regicide or whatever they Yeah, call he still broke his vow. So the thing I was wondering about in this scene is would Bran bring up the whole burn them all 
Oh, and the truth, right? That, Bri- he... that Brienne learned in, in the bathtub, the right. bathtub scene, the bathhouse scene. Because Jamie can't talk but... about it because he's sworn to protect the king's secrets. But Bran could bring it up. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Was like, and... Bran's gonna tell. I was like, maybe in this trial, Bran is gonna bring up the fact that Jamie made the right decision by saving all of King's Landing because Ares was gonna burn that shit to the ground. Yeah. No, nah, he was too busy, you know, just quoting them. <laughs> I will be right back. I got to let the dog in. You guys continue talking. I'll be right back. All right. I think it'd, I would have thought it would have been hilarious if somebody would have been like, what the hell did that mean? Why did Brand just say <laughs> the that? The things like, we do for love? Like, what? What, what, is, what is computer Brand over there talking about? I don't fucking we understand. Need, we need some context, please. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, he pushed They're... me out a window. <laughs> They're used to his crazy already. They're like, oh, that's just Bran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just See, that's the things. thing. Sansa, oh, Sansa needs to, or not Sansa, Danny needs to have some one-on-one time with Bran so that she oh, yeah. can realize how legit his Wi-Fi is. And, <laughs> you know, he's going to say something creepy to her, like how beautiful she was when she married Khal Drogo or something like that. And, you know, so she can understand his, the absolute truth of the stuff that he's saying about everything, but, of course, about John's parentage and what it means to their relationship. I think one of the things that Duncan and Rachel, they had been talking about on the um, podcast, was that they think that maybe um, Sansa and Arya already know about John and his heritage and everything, um, just because she said that line of, um, like, you remember who your family is and stuff like that when she first right. reunited with him. That's yeah. one of the things they were talking about. Maybe they already know the information. Yeah. That's Which true. would explain things. That would. That would. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Heather says uh, that the episode name was uh, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, yes, it. that was and great. Not, and, it's, and it's, yeah, night, like obviously like knighting somebody, not like knighting. But, that's but that's a one. reference to Look Sir it. Duncan the Tall because the, yeah. the compilation of the Dunk and Egg novellas is called Duncan A Night egg. of the Seven Kingdoms. So when oh, he's like, awesome. arise, awesome. Brienne, Sir Brienne of House Tarth. A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And that's even better mm-hmm. because Brienne confirmed is a descendant of Sir Duncan the Tall, right, Zach? Yeah. Oh, so man. I was like, Inception, baby. Inception. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he said that, I was like, yes. And then Tormund yeah. starts, you know, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And everybody's like cheering. And I thought it was such an, just a beautiful moment when Jamie was like, You don't need a king to make a knight. All you need is an, an you know, and any knight can make another knight. I'll prove it. You know, Neil, um, <laughs> and he goes and walks over, and Bran starts to walk over to him, and Tyrion is like, "Oh, I gotta see this," you know, and gets up, and then everybody gets up and starts like turning around to watch. It was just such an awesome moment, and like we're not gonna get good things like this after this episode, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was it was nice to get a few of these really really awesome moments like that in this episode. Like oh, right. I never even ex- like thought that that would be a thing that Brienne would get knighted Mm -hmm. you know but how cool is that it's so obvious after you see it you're like oh (laughs) this thing that she's been chasing forever and he could just do it yeah and it's she earned it and it's so great that it came from Jamie too who she Mm -hmm. idolizes and loves potentially and uh he's able to do her this great honor by knighting her it's just so cool right after she vouched for yes change Changed Sansa's mind. What a moment you know, that was! Trial. Too. Yeah, and she oh, just yeah. stood up and was like, "I mean, who, who, 
in King, who in Westeros is going to stand up and vouch for Jamie fucking Lannister? Only the most honorable it, woman in all of the land. <laughs> who, yeah, who knows the truth about everything. Yeah. Burn them and all. And she knew the risk. Yeah. Yep. She looked worried. Every time she answered, she was her lip was quivering like, like okay, yep. there I go. Denny was, you know, about this far from, right. let's go outside and meet my pet dragon. Right, well, I mean, it's, she told the story about how Jamie saved her from the men that were about to rape her. But how about even after that, without his hand, he jumped into a bear pit, put his life on yeah. the line to put himself between her and a bear. So, I mean, right. the least she could do is put herself on the line to vouch for him in this, in this occasion. Well, and, and it goes back yeah. to what... What he said to Bran too, you know, I'm not that man anymore. And I mean, those little events add up to that, you know. Um, so uh, in the YouTube chat, Heather poses another good question, Heather uh, Jamerson, which is, who do we think will be the first to go at the Battle of Winterfell? Oh, I guess period at this point. Tyrion. I mean, no one's really been lost this season. Oh my God! What do you think, Princess Sarah? I don't. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm pretty sure we're gonna lose. Grey Worm. He's been, he's, it was too, uh, it was too good just said that. I'll take you there after, after the war, I'll take you to North. No, you won't. Yeah, that nope. was too beautiful. Nope. I read, I wrote down like, yeah, right. Not oh, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Too I nice. could see Grey Worm being lost. That'd suck though. Gotta love Grey Worm, right? Yeah. I, I just feel... don't know if we're going to lose a lot or if we're going to lose just a couple. I'm I'm worried that they keep comparing it to Red Wedding, Red Wedding, and I'm worried that it's going to be this like. Oh, there's ten characters grip. gone. Did y'all enjoy? Yeah, episode like three? right now. <laughs> like uh, the border and Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What season's over? You need the context. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't really say anything about. So there was some pretty interesting moments when we learn out when John learns what happened to um, Last Hearth after Dolores, Ed, and Tormund and everybody arrive, and somebody has a great line. They say, "Whoever's not here now is with them," and that is not good. I, that is an ominous line. Cersei's not here now. So it could be, yes. you know, hinting at Ooh, a connection. That is. that is very, that's a good one. Stupid Robert Glover. <laughs> Heather, yeah. Heather answering her questions in the chat says she thinks Pod will be the first to go. Oh, no. Pod the Rod. He was out there training people. That was, that was fun. Yeah, he was fighting pretty well. Uh, it was, I thought it was so cool how, how Jamie saw Brienne from the battlements and in the field overseeing Podrick as he's training this guy and he goes down to talk with her and she's like, what are you doing? You know, like we've never gone this talk for this long without you insulting me. And he's like, well, do, do you want me to insult you? No. Good. <laughs> That's a classic no. moment. And, uh, um, it's just, uh, it was interesting. He's really trying to like make a connection with Brienne and there's all these moments where it was like love triangle triangle type moments in this episode, like in the hearth in the, in the, the hall there at the end with Tormund showing up and talking with Brienne. And you could see Jamie in the background watching as somebody's trying to get with Brienne basically. And it's got to make him think like, if I'm going to make a move on Brienne, you know, it's got to be sometime soon, basically. You know? uh, Rick, Rick Gonzalez says over and under at least five mains dying in episode. Oh, three. geez. Over. Yeah. Over. And <laughs> I believe Lord it, yeah. Scott but I guess of House Anes, or Anise, I'm not sure how to say it. Um, tell us how to pronounce your name if I, if I butchered it. Sorry about that. He says the crypts are going to be a bloodbath. Uh, 
There's something yeah. about those. I know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like or... a. It's gonna be like a cherry slushy though, because of all the ice. Wow. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Don't ruin cherries. <laughs> Sir Keith of House Hickman says Brienne will die. She just got knighted. Oh, maybe, Rick, but Rick I, says I Pod will die. Or uh, sorry, Heather said Pod will die because he was the one singing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. He's got a good voice, man. Yeah, that's man. What, that's what he did to the horse in King's Landing. <laughs> <laughs> he serenaded them. <laughs> Classic. That's good. That's good. Totally. Uh, Derek uh, on Facebook says over. I guess on the over and under. Oh man! Man, you should you should set up a, a poll, Duncan, on the on the. Uh, oh yeah, it's a good idea. Page for who's gonna go first? Everybody vote yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. I can't figure out how to do a poll with more than two answers though. Uh, <laughs> I just set one up. Uh, I don't know if you can do it Wouldn't on the page. Me. I just set one up in the Cyrenocide group, and I did like forty for like a horror movie thing. Nice. Like, what's the best? Horror yeah, movie? I tried on the page. It wouldn't so. let me select more than two potential answers. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, we're gonna need like ten. <laughs> Four thirty. I thought it was really cool that we got some context from Bran about the, the Night King wants what do you say an endless uh, the endless night or an yeah. endless night? Um, endless. Uh, oh yeah, that was cool. And he said nobody's ever tried Dragonfire before too. Yep. Yeah. So that's a still that's a big question mark. Every, Will Dragonfire work yeah. against him? Every time he's, he's going to have to warg into a dragon and try to make it happen himself. I think you know, like John mm-hmm. will be riding Rhaegal or something and he'll be killed. And Rhaegal will be without a mount and like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> you know, and Bran will have to warg into him and take over and <laughs> try to have kill the Night King or something. So many possibilities. Lord Brandon yeah. of House Ushery Hill says filler episode. <laughs> uh, you know, it. I can, I, I mean, it felt like it was going 700 miles an hour. I mean, it did. 26 scenes in like an hour. That's... That's a lot of screen time. I mean, not a lot of screen time for each scene. And I, I understand they kept going back to certain scenes, but when you do a scene shift, you're doing a scene shift. So we go outside, then we go back to the happy group at the camp, at the the uh, fireplace, and then go back somewhere else. It's a lot going on just to give you those exposition points between those characters, so you can. And get it was all, I mean, fast. It was dialogue, yeah, dialogue, I mean, dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue. <laughs> yeah. I know we said we were going to bring up the Arya thing again, but I mean, he was a, 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 big, a, a big scene like that was just like, bam, bam. I mean, and that's probably how it really went. But, you mean, I mean bound chicka just, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, bound chicka bam, bam. But uh, yeah, that was, that, I, can, I can see why somebody would say filler on it. I mean, I still enjoyed the shit out of it, but it it, it was, I was like, man, if you blink, you're going to miss a scene. Yeah. Lord Jason of House Panette. What's up, Jason? Says Theon Greyjoy survives with Bran. The survivors retreat to the Iron Islands, and the game continues for the final two episodes. Arya's play for the throne being being with Gendry. Great episode. So many deaths next episode. I think most of, if not all, the Starks will die. Or survive, sorry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not think that this show could ever redeem Theon for me, but when he showed up in the great hall and Sansa ran over to him that the look on her face. Yes. I for the first time ever, especially since he burned the two, burned the two boys and took Winterfell. I was like, he's dead to me. I don't care. I didn't care what Reek did to it. What uh, Ramsey did to him. Uh, Yeah, that sucks, but screw you, screw you, man. I I don't (laughs) care. But for the first time ever, 
tonight, I felt, you know, not, in, I guess, inspired or that I was rooting for Theon. Nice. Because he, you know, he, because of the, I mean, he took Winterfell from the Starks. He took it from Brandon. Brand, Brand was the Lord at that time because yeah. Rob had gone to war. Um, Catelyn had gone south. You know, obviously Ned was gone and Theon took it from him. But now he was back and he's going to defend Bran. He's going to defend Bran in, you know, the bait trap out there in the Oh God's my God, world. that was crazy. And it's like, yeah. Dude. And he also I can't defended wait. I didn't even like get it. He defended Bran from the wildlings, Asha and whoever the other guy was in the woods mm-hmm. in episode Expert marksman one or two. We were mentioning last episode. With his bow. Yeah, now that he's got the bow. Yeah. Theon's yeah. back. That's so. I, I was very surprised that I, I felt something in my down in my little um, Grinch-sized uh, tiny heart. <laughs> I felt something. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just uh, capitalized on the endless night before we moved to it. Like one of my favorite songs of all time is a song called "Endless Night" by this German band called Darkseed. Oh, nice. And, uh, I mean, it's not about Game of Thrones, but the lyrics are very. I mean, I won't go into all of it here on the Lime Street, but I threw two links to it in each uh the facebook live and in the youtube want to check it out but it basically just going in that uh i know that the night must end uh and i and i hope that i shall see the sunrise i just think it's kind of cool because you know like that's fits perfect you know like if, if exactly a home is an empty dream uh it's going to be lost to the night i feel so alone like those kind of things uh, as soon as that line came across in the show i was like ooh. Or if any of the writers are dark. <laughs> and then we had uh, the the Night's Watch reunited with Sam and and um, John and Dolores Ed hanging out together, and Dolores yep. Ed says, "Whichever is whichever whichever of us is the last standing, burn the rest." And I was like, "Oh God, I'm not ready oh. for that." <laughs> you know. And Derek Derek says, "Here's the heartbreaker question: Will we see Hodor next week?" Oh man, I hope so. Uh, yes, we gotta yes. see undead Hodor, right? Right. That'd be the coolest. <laughs> That'd be so. I feel epic. like when Jamie, uh, when Tyrion were talking about Cersei, and you know, Tyrion was asking if if she really is pregnant, and Jamie says yes. I feel like the writers are telling us that that's the truth. But I, I still say it's bullshit. <laughs> I think I think Jamie genuinely believes it, but I don't. I mean, I don't have anything definitive. I mean, she drank wine with Euron last week, but she, she didn't care about that. Yeah, right. You know, but she didn't with Tyrion. But was that to just to get Tyrion to believe that she was pregnant, to believe that she would send her army north? I don't. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. So Tyrion, Tyrion said a really good line. He said she's good at using the truth to tell lies. Yes. At that, and that was a really good line. Epic line. But that I think kind that, of. I still think that's to subvert us too. I don't think she's pregnant at all. I don't feel like she is. I feel like they're trying to tell us, like, "Yo, guys, she is pregnant." <laughs> but, yeah, we're sorry. That's... I know timeline issues suck in our show, so we have to tell you she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. I think Arya was just creepy this whole episode when she was uh, with Gendry and throwing the dragon glass at the wall and saying the oh, faceless yeah. man lines. I, it was. He's got. Sorry, go ahead. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing them. I was like, Ooh, oh, oh, that was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. That was a line. That was a line from the trailer. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Ah, nice. Uh, and. Andrew Blake uh, on YouTube said someone in here did point out that Cersei is only prophesized for three kids. 
Oh, very interesting. Yeah. I, that's what I thought when they first brought that up, season, yeah. season seven. I was like, no, three kids, you shall have gold, shall be their crowns, gold their shrouds. Right, yeah, the whole prophecy. Good point. I had forgotten about that. Gold will be their shrouds. So all, all the rest of them were, you know, Robert's, you know, little bastards could that, running around. Kings yeah, could that signify that she'll be killed before she's able to give birth if she is pregnant? Maybe, mm. but there was also that story that she told Catelyn in season one about yeah, I was the little, the dark-haired little oh, baby yeah. bitch. But was that the truth? Was that Gendry? You know, there's theories abound. That's true. That's true. very and true. And what does that say for the prophecy? That doesn't really right. Some people that. would say so. The prophecy, as Grimm has said many times, prophecy is you know like magic. It's um, there's a line from the books Grimm. that Melisandre and somebody talk about that magic or sorcery, I think is uh, a sword without a hilt. You know, it's, ah, uh, yes. It cut you in the, the implication, meaning that, you know, it'll cut you just as quick as it'll cut the person you're trying to, you know, use it again. Great line. Great line. Yeah. It's a sword that you can't control where it's swinging. Basically you can, you can act like swing it, but you, you know, you never know if it's going to keep swinging around and come back to get you. I, yeah. That's a great quote. I want to, I want to, do more research about the the whole story, the backstory about Jenny of Old Stones and how. Oh yeah, she came to she came to court, and I don't have all all the all that story down. Um, so I want to research that and figure you know how that song and look at you know kind of do a deep dive into the lyrics of that song that Pod sings, and that's also playing when the credits roll. Yeah, we got that know. song twice well, this episode. Yeah, so that's. Something about Rhaegar, something about John, Danny, all of the above. Yeah, let's you know, see. I'm pulling it up on a wiki of Ice and Fire at the moment. Of course, I click it, and now it's like spinning wheel of death. She was yeah, the we, yeah. wife of Ice Duncan Targaryen, the prince of dragonflies. It says, oh, now it's gone. Jenny of Oldstones. But at first, I thought they were going to break out into... Bear, Bear the Maiden Fair. Right, yeah, some typical song that we've heard before. Tyrion, Tyrion's new song, Hands of Gold Are Always Gold. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. We, but I, I love mm-hmm. that they went to something new. We've had uh, Jenny of Oldstones be referenced a couple times <laughs> in this season. I believe she was brought up last last episode as well for some purpose. I don't remember exactly what it was. But um, I do remember recently that... Jenny of Oldstones was mentioned. Yeah. So here on Wiki of Ice and Fire, it says, Jenny of Oldstones was the wife of Duncan Targaryen, the Prince of Dragonflies. There are many songs written about her, including Jenny's song, which the ghost of High Heart always wants to hear. She wove flowers in her hair. She claimed descent from the long-vanished kings of the First Men. Prince Duncan Targaryen loved Jenny so much, he married her against his father's wishes, breaking his betrothal to the daughter of Lord Lionel Baratheon. King Aegon tried to have the Aegon tried to have the marriage undone, but Duncan refused to give her up, ultimately giving up his rights to the throne for her. That's pretty significant. Giving up a king kingship for a for a woman, you know. Well, that plays right into our story. Yeah, exactly. Our story. Perfect, perfect yeah. parallel. And uh, she was friends with the Woods Witch, whom Jenny brought to court with her, and who prophesied the prince that was promised would be born from the line of Prince Ares and Princess Rhaella. So yeah. it's it. She's intra, intimately or intricately important, integrally, integrally important to the story because she brought the Woods Witch, who ended up coming up with the prince that was prophet, promised prophecy. That's pretty epic. Uh. 
pretty wow. intense. Huh. So yeah, it's that's the part that I remember. I always think that Jenny of Oldstones was the woods witch, but she brought her to court, I think. Yeah, exactly. So weird. All these windows keep jumping around here on the on the chat and I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm not on the Facebook chat. I'm just Keeping the torch lit through the long night. Yeah. It's game of microphones. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, With Lord Sterling, Sir Duncan. <laughs> so many good things happen this episode. And Lady Rachel of House Fox. So there was that moment, too, where someone had said, we're all going to die, talking about the battle that's coming, and, and Tormund looks right at Brienne. At least we die together. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious moment. Dude, he, he just capitalized. He's so funny. This is a big woman. Yeah, he loves her. That man. was his first question. It's, he, just, yeah, he, just, it he just christened, christened a whole batch of new memes. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, down. man. <laughs> there was also the moment when, when Arya went and sat down with the Hound and she was talking with him about like what his motivation is for being there at all. And she's like, when was the last time you fought for anything, you know, or anybody but yourself, right? And he kind of throws it right back in her face. He's like, I fought for you. That was that was pretty significant to me. Um, Mic drop. Yeah, he, he did. He fought for her to protect her when Brienne showed up, and he was, you know, he, he ended up in real rough shape because of it. So I was I was impressed with that, and Arya was like, "Oh yeah, good good point." <laughs> There's a and lot. I know of that. Barrett's definitely not on her list anymore. Oh yeah, what's up with that yeah. too? She was on there temporarily. <laughs> I wonder why he yeah, was taken off. Anymore. We need more information about why the list has changed. <laughs> what's up, Arya? Going on? Uh, Which face think... are you today? Oh yeah. You would think maybe it, it it might have got taken off after her conversation with Gendry that they just sold her, that they sold Gendry to Melisandre for his blood, and that they ended up not, you know, Melisandre ended up not sac, you know, sac completely sacrificing him like she did to Shireen. So you know, but I don't, yeah, I don't know why yeah. she would have just randomly taken Barrett off the list. Maybe because of all of his good deeds north of the wall and i don't know here's a, here's the next thing i want to segue into and now our watch begins uh any more signs the world's ending slayer white walkers and lover of ladies i wrote that, that one down. that was an epic 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 totally one. i love it Ed. yeah awesome. you know it's bad when when samuel tarley has all the epic titles <laughs> <laughs> world is ending it's being flipped I upside know. down that's so funny. He's like, hey, hey. Very dolorous in this episode, Dolorous Ed. Very dolorous. Yes, <laughs> He's even more like that in the books. He has, has so many just funny little lines and stuff about whatever's going on. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great. He's fantastic. He's one of the, yeah, he's in the books and the show. Great book character. All kinds of funny lines from him for sure. Uh, Keith Hickman asks, have we had a scene with Arya and Tyrion yet? Mm, I don't no. think so. So either. How about that scene we got with Tyrion and Bran, though? I thought that was really cool. He wants to hear Bran's yeah. story. One of somebody in the chat, maybe I Lord Bryson. Yeah, somebody said that uh, they wonder if Bran will tell Tyrion about what Jamie did. Well, what did what did they talk about? That's the I yeah. Mean, didn't it, it cut away? <laughs> yeah. They basically just 
sat and said that he'll tell him the whole story, and he's like, yeah. you know, I got him, I got time. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, took that much, to mean that Tyrion, Tyrion got the whole download, download, I should say, download, grand data. Yeah, which is, I mean, how how <laughs> how, how scary is data. that information? I mean, they don't do everything for, I mean, anything for no reason. If this guy is pining for for Danny or for favor or whatever he's thinking outside that cabin of the last season, and now he's got all this information from Bran, depending on how much Bran gave him. That's what I was curious. Like, I wonder what they talked exactly all about. Like, how deep did Bran go into, like, what everything is right, in that moment? Right, yeah. Because you know he, he likes Tyrion. I mean, he made him a freaking saddle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so he, it's... There's got to be some history there of him trusting him enough to maybe tell him what's going and on. Whether or not he trusted him before, now he can look back like, into his history and see everything and realize that he's trustworthy, yeah, hopefully, he's, as long as he didn't betray Danny to Cersei. <laughs> what were you going to say, Princess Sarah? It also seems like Bran's putting the it seems like Bran's putting the the chess pieces in a place too, like with Jamie. He didn't right. rat Jamie out because he knows he needs him somewhere. Right. He knows that he's still got to we can't kill him. We need him in the war. So he he knows that these people somehow, I know he can't, we don't think that he can see the future. We're not sure, but he seems to sense that we need these certain people. Yeah. We were questioning kind of on our whether side or not, for the war. yeah, definitely. He's setting things up for sure, putting the pieces in place. And we, we were questioning whether or not he can see the future, but he did see those wings over King's Landing, right? And that would have to be the future yeah. probably. I'm trying to figure out which one. Yeah. I say we like I was on the podcast. <laughs> I listened so much. I'm you like, were there. Yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> I was talking to you in my car. Talking <laughs> back at me through the speakers. <laughs> I was talking at you guys. Every now and then you should just freak her out and be like, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> just throw, Sarah. Throw random agreements in there. <laughs> it wasn't. Don't do that. I liked how, how Jamie had said that he wanted to, it would be his honor to fight under Brienne too. Because he, he was super honest with her. He's like, listen, I'm not the fighter that I used to be. You know, like I, I'm not fit for <laughs> like being the, the, the chief warrior at this point. And uh, right. it was really interesting how he, he said basically it, he wants to, to be under her command, right? I thought that was really cool. Uh, Derek uh, Kind of a compliment. Yeah, the, uh, huge Facebook, compliment. And the, Derek brings up in the Facebook chat uh, that Melisandre must have a pivotal role, hopefully in next week's episode, that she's gone to Volantis to gather all the Red Priestesses. Oh, that would be interesting. That's cool. Perhaps they'll swoop in like the... Like the Knights of the Eerie during the Battle of the Baskets. <laughs> oh, that something cool. from the preview from next week? No, no, no. I don't. I don't, no. I watched the preview from next week. I won't spoil any of it. But no, that is not in it. So that's oh, pure so speculation. It's a speculation about yeah, it's pure speculation. Yeah. Gotcha. And then uh, uh, so, uh, Jesse and the the YouTube said that I feel like Arya might die. Oh man, well she did have sex, right? So yeah. her mission is complete. Poor, Horror movie rules. You're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arya dies. I'm done. I remember like you should have stayed, Jason. Stayed a virgin. You'll make it. Yeah, one of those Jason movies. There's like a couple having sex inside of a tent, uh. and like Jason has a street sign and just like comes flying through the side of the tent and just cleaves the girl in half. She's like <laughs> splits in two like Beric Dondarrion during when he fought the Hound. <laughs> oh man. That was hilarious. Those movies are great. Jason is coming after Arya. Keith Hickman says. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Brand can see the future or not. Uh, Jeff Allen says, "Hey, I." 
You talk. I talk to the, the podcast all the time. Sometimes I put you on pause so I can explain my position. <laughs> without interrupting. Listen, listen, listen. Linda, Linda, I know I like listen. that. Classic. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, at least pausing us to so we, just, so we don't talk over you. <laughs> I had to mute that one. Anything else about this episode you guys want to episode you guys want to mention? Anything else uh, we didn't talk about yet? Uh, there's so much, but I don't uh, without being here four hours. Yeah, I know, it's, right? Uh, it's just it's it's epic, man. You I, I, I want to watch guys it. Again. Think we'll have a... oh. Go ahead, Princess Sarah. Do you guys think we'll have a cold open this season? I hope so. Hmm. Maybe maybe I, next week. It yeah. seems like the they episode. always give up something pretty big. So like today I was just like, okay, okay, straight to the straight to the <laughs> intro. That's something big. I could see I know uh, when they do those, it's always something crazy information. Yeah, like the hound oh. returning or yeah, I could see there being a cold open next week. Something big like the Night King doing mm-hmm. something major, like randomly or something like that. Or if it is a returning character, that'd be a really good spot for this Melisandre theory. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. looks Breaking up a yeah. little bit there, Sarah. Um, imagine Sirio Farrell like beams out of the sky. <laughs> he rides with he arrives with a fleet from Bravos. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was that, Johnny? My my mask like fell off the wall. It's kind of crazy. Oh, it's it's the ghost of Jenny of Old Stones haunting you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody always gets in here like when we record for Cybernicide, we're so freaked out, and it's <laughs> oh, it's, it's so like scary. oh, it's just a paper mache mask, and then it's like now it's flying at me. It's like okay, yeah, maybe, maybe they were right to be afraid. <laughs> maybe they were to right. attack you. <laughs> That's great. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, anybody else got anything else to say, or should we wrap it up? I think that's, uh, that's we covered, covered pretty much it. all the scenes. Lord know? Charles of House McAuliffe says, "What are y'all's predictions for the bittersweet ending we're promised?" It's a good way to end the episode. All right. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, <sighs> ladies first. <laughs> That's you, Zach. No. <laughs> Are you real? <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it changes every episode because I get a new vibe from each character every episode that comes. So I'm kind of, I just never know. I have to think about it again because I'll have a, I'll have kind of an idea of what I think would happen and what I want to happen. And then I watch an episode like this where the character, like I'm, I'm trying to think if John is still on the same page that he was on before. I'm trying to figure out what the hell Arya is doing. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like building crazy weapons that we don't understand. Oh, I'm nervous I'm for just, Arya I'm, now too. I'm not sure. Yeah. <sighs> what about non-virgin? Johnny, are you going to say something? Yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, my bittersweet thing is I, I kind of, especially after listening to your guys' podcast last week, um, I think it would really be super dark and I would piss a lot of people off if it just does not have a happy ending. Like, it not no bittersweet to it. Like, you know, this endless night happens. I think, especially, you know, I mean, with all these, these series they have, like, built up, I mean, does something come back from that? I mean, the Night King being defeated. I don't think the Night King is going to be defeated and then it's going to move to a a Cersei thing like you know I, I just don't feel like I see that happening anymore I think I feel like the Night King is either going to kick ass enough to make them retreat to the point where they have to like work together like like they have to or something's got to give like where these two forces 
Or they freaking, it's like a pincer move, and Cersei closes in from the south, and the Night King closes in from the north, and yeah, and she That's does get bitter. Yeah, I know. But uh, there's no sweet to mine. I, what I'd like to happen <laughs> would be for, of course, John and Danny to be married and share with share of a throne and uh have Bronn to get his castle and <laughs> two castles <laughs> two castles the twins that would be two and, castles kind of and like you see it like the the ending scene the last last scene would just be Bronn, Tyrion, and jamie sitting around a table cutting up with pod like bringing something in that'd be the coolest ending scene to me like those four that guys. would be cool <laughs> keith hickman says sam sits on the iron throne after burning everybody Andrew Blake says, Andrew Blake says Sansa on the throne feels like it would be bittersweet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'm up for that. Rick one. Gonzalez says the song of ice and fire is Sam's recounting of this story as a maester. I agree. And I think that it's in concert yeah. with with working with Bran because Bran would have all the intricate details necessary mm, to fill out yeah. all of the chapters. Yes. He's the only person that could possibly know everything that's written in A Song of Ice and Fire, right? So with Sk- right. with Sam's mm-hmm. um his his verbiage and his semantical lexicon and his flair for the dramatic and whimsy and his artistic sense of poetic yeah, his poetic sense of could writing you, and stuff combined you, with Bran's you, knowledge. There you go. Could you speak a little faster? But, Bran, uh, we, we've only gotten two pages done tonight. <laughs> exactly. What do you think about the end game, Lord Zack? Got a prediction uh, for Bittersweet? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just I feel like most everybody is going to die and leave. I mean, yeah, I don't know, a Sam or uh, I just have I'm, – I'm totally clueless. My hope is that Arya and Danny – survive and I, I don't know because those are my two favorite but <laughs> rea- realistically uh, I mean I don't know I'm I'm really holding out hope that Arya survives somehow but ultimately if neither one of them survive as long as Cersei dies a brutal <laughs> death, yes. it'll yes. it'll you know it, that would be bittersweet I'll lose my favorite people you know but as long, if Cersei gets off scot free, that's the sweet part. Or if she so dies, <laughs> I mean, if she if she gets off as the Night Queen turned into a White Walker or some other bogus bullshit, um, I'm done. Yeah, I, I quit. I don't want that either. If she turns into a White Walker, I'm gonna be pissed. It's <laughs> not good enough. I mean, if that's gonna come in. If that, if that happens, but then somehow her she and the Night killed. King still still get defeated. Okay, that you know. It's kind of the reverse yeah. of what Tyrion was saying. Maybe after I'm dead, I'll go, you know, whatever he said, kill her, rip her apart. I was like, that would yep. be cool. That would be cool to see. That would be awesome. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, ooh, that would be pretty. Can you wild. Imagine a little, a little uh, dwarf white. Uh, that would be so. <laughs> with you know, their little, how how they move and like, oh, like, like, like <laughs> super fast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Scrambling through the. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of got a shot ooh, of that with the children like at Hardhome. Oh yeah. Oh man, I re I rewatched yeah. the, the I finally finished the rewatch of last week's episode and that scene with the little kid on the wall. It's like God, that is screaming. That is so disturbing. Super disturbing. Yeah. Totally. What's yours, Duncan? Good question. I yeah. don't even know at this point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, man. I'm just gonna let the cards fall where they may and uh, and just be excited to have my yep. soul crushed. I guess. 
we'll have a we'll have a big follow up series like five years from now where Essos is trying to stop the dead from crossing the sea because <laughs> Westeros was lost. <laughs> yeah, Westeros lost, and now there's so many White Walkers that when they're all standing together, they can freeze the ocean itself and walk right over the the surface to get over to Essos. <laughs> Until the hound throws a rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Definitely. All right. So let's wrap it up. Okay, everybody, that is our episode 111 live. Thank you for listening, everybody. Also, a huge thank you to John Bailey, the epic voice guy from the Emmy-nominated Honest Trailers for announcing our show. If you'd like to donate or subscribe to support us, you can go to paypal.me slash gompodcast or patreon.com slash gompodcast to donate an amount of your choosing. There are links to both at gameofmicrophones.com. Doing some online shopping? Go to our gameofmicrophones.com and click the link to our Amazon. As an Amazon associate, we earn from qualifying purchases. Any contribution you make helps, and you can help secure the, f- the continued existence of Game of Microphones. We'd also like to thank our patrons, Sir Matthew of House Rep, Lady Lucy of House Roberts, Lady Candace of House Twos, Lady Terry of House Theodore, Lord Jeff of House Allen, Sirenicide... <laughs> Lord John of House Grills, Luke yeah. the Low Duke. Thank you also to Lord Bryson of House Wolf, Corey Eugene of House Coon, and uh, I don't I think I pronounced that right. Thank you guys all for your very for your support. We appreciate it very much. And also make sure to check out Sirenicide, the serialized horror drama featuring me and Archmaster Stitches over that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, creepy. <laughs> It's it's pretty awesome. Go to sirenicide.com and yeah, download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, uh, we want to give a huge, huge thanks to Lady Lisa of House Sky, the pie romancer. She mm-hmm. has been clutch <laughs> behind the scenes of making, uh, making the Game of Microphones website and keeping it up and running. She's also a very skilled artist. And I, uh, you need to check out her book, The People You May See. It is available on Amazon, and it is Prime available. So just go buy it right now and have it in the next few days. I, bu- I actually purchased the book, and I've read it to my daughter. I've showed it to my son. I have it actually sitting out in the studio uh, behind me out of this booth. I have a bookshelf of any artists that I've met or have contributed with through Sirenicide or other means like Game of Microphones. So it's sitting out there, and it's we have voice actors come in here all the time and I've had a few people pick it up like, man, these drawings are really good in this book. Nice. She's a very skilled artist. So go check her out at uh, fineartsbylisa.com or her Instagram is fineartsbylisa and on facebook.com slash fineartsbylisa. Did any of you guys check or catch what the name of this episode was? Yeah, that's what we uh, talked about earlier. They said it was, oh, that's what's funny. The messenger said. Seven Kingdoms? A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh no way! That's the name of the yeah. episode. That's awesome. That must yeah. that must have been when I was letting uh, letting Bailey in. Yeah, that's freaking that's great. Awesome. So next episode we'll be covering. Uh, we'll actually be covering this episode again, just in a lot more detail uh, <laughs> later in the week. So make sure to give it another watch. Take notes. Send us your thoughts so we can read them on air. We love to do that. If you guys would like to call us, you can always reach us at 813-563-3739. That's 813-JOFFREY. If you'd like to write in, you can email us at ravens at gameofmicrophones.com. Yeah. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gompodcast. 
And slap. Oh. <laughs> you can also listen to Game of Microphones on YouTube, BitChute, and Steam It. Just search for Game of Microphones to find our channel. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Minds at GOM Podcast and Tumblr at Game of Microphones. A huge thank you to Archmaester Stitches from the Luminescent Citadel of the Siren Isle. Also, Princess Sarah of House Von Daltron for joining us tonight. And, of course, Lord Zach of House cool. Bruce. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. And thanks to everybody who's been in the chat talking with us this whole time. It's been a blast being able to uh, discuss this live after the fact with you and break it all down together in a little group therapy session. So uh, we'll be back mm-hmm. again next week to do the same yeah. thing. And we'll have even more technical glitches worked out <laughs> to, pre- to prevent some of the fuck-ups that we've had happen this week. To prepare for the finale, yeah. where it's going to be perfect. I triggered the intro <laughs> music. Ag- yeah, I, I triggered the intro music again at least once during this broadcast. So, <laughs> my bad for that. That's, that's worth hearing over and over and over. That's amazing work, man. Oh, that's thanks. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, I did play the guitar and program the drums and everything in the new uh, in the new game of microphones intro theme song so love it thanks (laughs) all right guys we'll catch you all very soon that's our show thanks for joining us (laughs) we'll talk to you guys soon all right later